Father, thank you. Thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Uh, thank you for bringing us together. And, and right now, Father, you said wherever two or more are gathered, there you are in our midst. And wherever two or more are in agreement, you also are with us in something. So right now, I want to take this family. I want to take this family all together. And, and, and we want to stretch out our hands towards grandpa and grandma. Yes. Let's stretch out our hands towards them. And, and Father, we're asking for your healing. We're asking for your mercies. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, we plead your blood over dad and mom. Yes, Lord. We, we declare that they are loosed from every assignment of the devil. Yes. From every oppression of demonic forces. Amen. We declare right now that every assignment is broken. Every assignment of, of the demonic realm of, of the spiritual of forces of wickedness. We declare that their assignments are broken in Jesus' name. Amen. We bind those demons from afflicting them, from remaining around their home. And Lord God, we ask you to establish a hedge of protection around their home and all that you have set them to be steward over. Everything, Lord, that includes everything from their finances to their private discussions to the rooms in their house, Lord God, to their bills, to everything, to their friends and the family around them, Lord God, we ask that you would establish a hedge of protection. Amen. We receive it. And the, amen. amen. Lord God, we ask that you would help us to receive this word, that we yield our hearts up to you, fertile soil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Did your pups chime in there a minute ago? Somebody's did, not mine. Oh. The only one I have the only one I have on hand is the big one. She she won't let me go to the bathroom without her. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be that much. <laughs> That's right. So Okay. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life but violence covers the mouth of the wicked that's pretty self-explanatory the mouth of a righteous man is going to speak blessings he's going to speak life over those people around him he's going to speak he's going to he's going to speak wisdom speak good things the 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 mouth of a righteous man is a well of life but the mouth of a wicked man is covered in violence. It's covered in, 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 and it's not just physical violence, but it's violence in the natural realm, in the, in the spiritual realm. Sorry. His mouth is covered in violence in the spiritual realm. His mouth is wagging around with razor blades. It's a, it's a strand of barbed wire that's wagging around hurting everything it touches. Yeah. Hatred stirs up strifes 
verse 12, hatred stirs up strifes, but love covers all sins. Amen. 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 So when we're angry, when we allow ourselves to be provoked, when we, when we hate somebody, when we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, we will stir up strife. And that, that's absolutely true. I don't believe there's one of us on this call that doesn't know what that means. Yeah. We're holding animosity in our heart. When we hold unforgiveness in our heart, when we can't let something go, or how about we say that we let go, even repent for it, and finally we pick it up again. Go lay it down at Jesus' feet. And an hour later, we go, we go take it away from Jesus' feet and drag it down the road with us. That stirs up strife. Yeah. Like chasing after the garbage man. Yes. And what we don't understand sometimes is that, is that our, when we hold on to the things of the past, especially with our children, with our spouse, with our loved ones, um, even with our friends, when we hold on to the things of the past and we can't let go, then our reaction for what happens right now, all they have to say a little word out of line. And instead of dealing with the issue at hand, our response is based on years of angst and hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yep. we take a response and we're making them pay for that. All they, they don't know. They don't know how to react. To, there is no way to properly react to that. When somebody comes at you with 10 years of anger and hatred and animosity over everything that you've ever done, and all you, all you did was say a word out of line, for example, how do, you, how do you respond to 10 years? You can't. There's no way possible. So we set up an expectation. We set up an expectation that takes the goodness out of our lives. We let our present problems erase our past blessings. So we're, we're, fixated, we're fixated on the problem instead of on all the good that's gone past. And, and because we're hanging on to all the bad things, we can't even remember any of the good. And the thing about it is, though, sometimes those hurts are so deep that that person has dealt with it for years and years and years, and it's hard to let go. Absolutely. It is. Uh, can I? Hebrews 12, 15 is so clear on that. It said, lest a root of bitterness grow up in you and you miss the grace of God. And, and and let's let's make no mistake that that root of bitterness is a root and that's why it's so hard to right. get rid of it's not it's not it's not oh feel sorry for me it's hard to get rid of it's oh I have nurtured a root of bitterness and its roots are stuck in every crack and crevice in my in me and it is hard to uproot yeah that's that's what it is uh, uh, Mel you wanted to say something yes sir. Something happened this year between my daddy and I, and um, it brought up things that I thought that I had dealt with a long time ago. I mean, um, you know, he was always, I can't say he was always a good father, you know, 
but I love him so much. And um, so I had unforgiveness for my daddy and I didn't even know, like it was like deep down in there. And when it came, it, when it came out, it was like, it was painful. It was kind of like a plug, you know, like you yeah. pull, you pull the plug of something nasty out. And that's exactly what it was. But I wasn't even aware that it was there. We, we rarely are. And, and, and we have the same problem with our parents as we do with our spouses. We, we'll have a tendency to do that with our spouses, that we, we have deep-seated root bitterness for everything that they ever did wrong. So instead of, instead of accepting them for who they are and learning to love them where they stand or love them out of the place where they stand. Instead, we try to change them. And right. so our expectations, so, so our expectations rob us of the goodness in our lives. Right. So, so we set an unreasonable expectation over them that robs the goodness, the blessing out of our life. We steal the good out of the blessing in our life. And, and, and we don't even realize that we're doing it. And, and here's the thing. When you're looking at the moment, you always feel like you're correct. You always feel like you're correct because your, your anger or your angst is based on something they just did, right? However, your reaction is amplified times the 10 years of angst you've been dragging around with unforgiveness. Watch, they're right. So, so when it could be a little tiny issue that we just talk and it's over and everybody's good, instead it turns into a mountain and an almost insurmountable problem that what, what we don't realize is that we put them in a position where there's no possible way they can respond the correct way. Because there's, there's, there's no human being that can deal with 10 years of hurt or years of hurt or this backlog this backlog of unforgiveness. What we're doing is we're trying to make our mate or our parents be God. Yeah. God is the only one that can take all that away. God's the only one that can make it right. But you have to be willing to give it to him. He won't take it. And you have to make yourself. You have to be willing to give it to him. In order to let him take it. Did y'all hear? Yes. She's, she said, What? Said Gannett. You have to make yourself vulnerable in order to be able to rid yourself of this. That's exactly right. It's a choice and that's, that you make. It will not jump on you and overtake you, or you can't breathe long enough to make it go away. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Because it's just like I've been talking about these strongholds. We built a stronghold around that pain. Yeah, we build a stronghold around that pain because we don't want to be hurt anymore. And and so what do we do every time somebody comes against that stronghold, including God's word, our mate, our parents, anybody? What what do we do? We we take it, we analyze it, we automatically receive it as somebody is assaulting our our stronghold. Yes, they brought an army against our stronghold, so we retaliate. As if our stronghold is under threat. Yeah. 
And sometimes, sometimes it's your present husband when it was the husband before that that caused the problem. Yeah, and that's mom's way of saying sometimes it's it's your current wife that's paying for what your past wife did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes you punish your present husband for what your previous husband did. Yes. And 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 let me and let's just take this to the next logical place. The only reason why you still have that stronghold and our and our our, our your your is paying the price because you feel like that stronghold is assaulted is because you never allowed that stronghold to get torn down you never gave it back you never gave that to Christ when it was your old husband you're right because because if you don't get rid of it then it stays with you forever the strongholds don't just magically go away you have the power you have the power Christ gave you the power to bind and to loose whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven loose is to tear down destroy demolish he gave you that authority he gave you the keys to the kingdom this is the keys to the kingdom yes okay the keys to the kingdom are that if we want to open up that kingdom, that stronghold, each one of those strongholds, we have the keys. We have the keys now. We can unlock the front gates of that stronghold, and we can let Jesus storm it. And we can loose ourselves from that stronghold. We can loose our mates and our families of those strongholds. We can tear down, demolish, get rid of those strongholds. Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And in his name, using the key, Jesus, we can demolish these strongholds, but we have to be willing to face the pain when that front gate is open. When that front gate is open, it's going to hurt. Just like Mel was saying, it hurt. She felt like a plug came out. It hurt. That's when the gates opened up. Yeah. Because that thing's been walled up for so long. Locked away. And when the front gates come open and the sunlight hits it, it hurts. Yeah. But I, but here's another thing. A lot of people like to say, well, it takes time to heal. That's a lie. That's a lie. Don't believe that for a second. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus is the healer. If he heals you, you have your healing right then, yeah. right there, right now, 100%. There is no process. The process is for the flesh. That's not for the spirit. You can get your healing immediately, right then, right there. You can get healed of it and let it go. And let's and and let's go. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's just hit the nail on the head right now. If we want to be forgiven by God for our stuff for our sins and we want God to forget our sins to, to put them as far as the east is from the west and to forget about them like they never happened right and his requirement and his law says that's exactly what we have to do to others and if we can't do it to our own loved ones 
then how can we do it for strangers? Yeah. And that's something what Paul meant. He said, I buffet my body. Yes. So, so it's not easy. Nobody said it's easy. But it is a choice, like Mom said. It is a choice. It doesn't matter how you feel. Oh, I don't feel like forgive. That doesn't matter. Your feelings are for your body. Mm. Your body won't go to heaven with you. It's a choice. Yes. When you when you speak to God, when you speak to Jesus, you say, I choose, I choose right now to forget. I choose to forgive. I choose to let it go. I choose to lay it down. Lord, help me to forget. Wipe it out of my mind. Put it as far from me as the east is from the west. And if Satan brings it back to you, do it all over again. Uh, Resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. In Romans 12, 2, it says, uh, just a second, I lost it. Uh, bring your bodies. That's just a minute. Good grief. Now, read uh, Romans 12, 2. Yes, sir. Let me get there, Papa. I'm in 16. Hang on. And be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When I pray that prayer, I choose not to be conformed to this world. Yes. And that's what I was talking about. Yes. Yeah, but I'm going to say when that word hits your flesh, it is not fun. And when you deliver that word to someone else who was in that that place, it is um, it is like a hot, violent confrontation. It is it is not it is not a fun place to be. Right. But just right over the other side of that, it's wonderful. <laughs> just on the other side of that hill. The journey away from it. It is so good. Oh gosh. Gotten rid of that horrible weight, that yoke, that that a horrible thing. The joy that you having walked away from that, given it to God, and left it with Him. And, and the weight of carrying something, it can, it can fester in you. It can rot you out from the inside. Yeah. And, and here's another thing that God's word is pretty clear on. As long as we're walking around with unforgiveness in our heart, we'll never be, never, ever, no matter what we kid ourselves, we will never be able to walk in God's will. Exactly. So that affects our prayers too, though, because... If we're not walking with the Lord, he's not going to answer our prayers. He can't. You understand? Um, it's not that he doesn't want to. No. He can't. Because unforgiveness in our heart is a wall between us and God. Right. 
and and more importantly, it's an open door for Satan. Exactly. Exactly. And so Satan is sitting there, even if you do have blessings coming your way, Satan is sitting there spiking your, every one of your blessings as they come over the volleyball net. Uh-huh. <coughs> but I think that there's something to that, though, too, because this happened this year. This happened a few months ago. And... um God does answer my prayers. I think maybe when we're moving, when we're facing him and we're moving that direction, is that like part of the sanctification? God helps you move towards him. If you're seeking him, if you're finding your way. And and here's the thing. Holy Spirit is going to look into the dark recesses of your heart and is going to bring forward every dark and corrupt and unrighteous thing one by one as you're able to deal with them. Exactly what I was I was thinking. It's as you become aware that this is something you need to peel off of you. And I believe that's the reason Paul says that we're being in a state of being saved. Yes. We're in a state of being saved until every every piece of corruption and every piece of filth and every piece of darkness and the black things in us is purged. We have to run the race. We have to strive for that uh, uh, achievement. We have to we have to blot out the darkness and be the light. Exactly right. So. Well, we didn't get far tonight. Let me let me read a couple more verses. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found. It's for the back of him that is void of understanding. Wow. Well, what does that mean? That mean a woman. Okay. In the lips of him that has understanding, wisdom is found. A wise man is going to speak wisdom, right? But but the, but the but the person that has a lack of understanding. The only thing he's going to understand, the only is a rod on his back. Right. My mouth. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. <laughs> Wise men produce knowledge, but the mouth of a fool produces destruction. And verse 15, the rich man's wealth is a strong city. The disruption of the poor is their poverty. The translation for that is the wealth of a rich man is his fortress and the ruin of the poor is their poverty. And we can see right now in our country and, and as is so often in the world, the rich can do whatever they want and they walk away. Their fortress is their money. Right. We're seeing this all over the place is that the wealthy are not being punished. But the poor man, even though he served the country for 40 years like General Flynn, he gets he gets completely railroaded and he pays the price. Because in the world, that is the rule of the world. Hey, Dad, I'm going to turn the floor over to you right okay. there. Well, Father. All of us as your children have a lot to chew on. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that each one of us 
consider what we've heard tonight. That we definitely, Lord, each one of us ought to mind, oh God, and listen to your Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, there's nothing that we do that you do not give us an opportunity, Lord, to be blessed or to be uh, corrected. And Father, when we get to the point that we don't want to be corrected, we will go backwards. And we ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, and the things we've discussed about the root of bitterness tonight, you said, Lord, in, in Hebrews, lest a root of bitterness grow up in you. So, Lord, the thing to do is to not let it happen. So, Father, we demolish every root of bitterness within us, Father, that there be nothing, nothing, Lord, that could derail our fellowship with you. We ask you, Lord, to direct us, fill us with your spirit, touch our lives to the point, Lord, that we will bless others, walk with you. Lord, over and over, it says to be like Christ. And that's not asking too much. Because to be like Christ is to walk in his ways. So as he said, I do nothing except what the Father tells me. Lord, we have your word to go by. We don't, we don't have to struggle, Father, trying to figure out what's right or wrong. We have your Holy Spirit to direct us, and we have your word, Lord, to teach us. Truly, your word, Lord, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And, Father, we need to put it to memory. We need to write your word upon our heart that we not sin against you. And I lift up our family to you tonight, Father. I pray, God, for Mel and Catherine and Cecilia. I ask, God, that you will touch at home. I pray for Jim, Lord, Mel's dad. I ask, God, that you will touch his life, draw him back to you, Father. And uh, I just pray, God, that he will see and have the light shine in his eyes, Father, to know, Father, right from wrong. I know, Lord, his past, but I also know that he made a confession of faith, but that did not continue, Lord, walking in the way. And so, Father, we ask you to touch his heart and take away any anger, any hurt, anything in the past. I lift up sky and rip to you, Father. I pray for this home. Ask God that you will bless it immensely, that you will rid that home, Lord, of any bitterness, rid that home, Lord, of any selfishness, and touch every heart that they will all, Lord, work together and love together. I pray for John, Lord, that you will bless his life. Father, redeeming, cleansing, and I cast out every a stronghold in his body tonight in the precious name of Jesus.
Lord, I lift up Aaron and Elise to you. Ask your blessings over them. I ask you, Lord, to touch their work. Touch all that they do, Lord. Prosper them. I lift up Tannis to you, Father, and ask you to bless him. Lord, direct his paths. Draw him back to you, Father. I pray for Raiden and Jacob. Lord, you would bless them highly, that you will guide them in their choices of future mates, that you will bless them, Father, in, in their future and guide their hearts in everything that they do. I pray, Father, for your touch in Gwen. Ask you to bless her. Lord, we thank you for her and for her constant having to take me to the doctor's and so freely and so willingly sees that I'm okay. Lord, I'm grateful and thankful for her life, Father, to me. Ask, Father, that you will touch our churches, Father. I'm so grateful for our church, Father, that we have many in the church, Lord, that know you so well and love you so much. We have prophets, teachers, ministers, and fathers. We're grateful for that. And thank you for your Holy Spirit dwelling with us and in us. Ask your Father to touch our city council, our mayor, and every city of the United States, Father. And I pray especially, Lord, in those cities that are in the dark. San Antonio, Austin, Houston, San Francisco, and many in California, Lord. I don't even know which ones, but I do know, Lord, that you, oh God, are changing things and giving us an opportunity. So, Lord, as we come to you tonight as your children, we come asking for forgiveness, Lord, of our sins and confessing to you, Father, that we have failed. Even in voting, we have failed. So, Father, we ask you, Lord, to bless us and draw us back to you that you might cleanse this land of all of its filthiness, Father. Everything that Satan has brought to the front, I tear down every stronghold that they have put into Washington, D.C., that he has put into Washington, D.C., and ask you, Father, to move over Washington and hover over and protect our president, guide him in every decision that, Lord, what he says and what he does would be pleasing to you. And we give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' precious name tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen.